What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 344th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. After a while, people are like, what does that mean? Super Basculin Junkie. Steve Basculin <laughs> Junkie. Oh, okay, got it. Super uh, Basculin Junkie, because oh. you love Basculin so much. My cats do. That's true. Yeah, they do. It's uh, it, Basculin's very popular in your household. <laughs> that household name. Uh, <laughs> Greg is here. I am here. Bring it all the hot Basculin takes. Wow. Yeah, baby. And Will is here. And, you know, you literally just deflated my balloon because all I was prepared to say was, first off, why do I always have to be the first one that's introduced? <laughs> <laughs> oh, rage denied. Oh, because, snatched. like, I don't know. What do you, what do you want from me? I, well, money first. Why, why am I um, always? <laughs> I want a, a little share of that. Hot, hot switch <laughs> income that you're making. Yeah, I want the... more exposure on the stream. I want, yeah. I want, okay. I want like like ten hours a month of stream time. Um, Whew. and uh, I want monthly plane tickets to the Midwest so I can come visit more often. I, I yeah. don't think that's too much to ask. It's that, not. That's in my my rider, as they call it, on my contract. How Look. is your polar vortex, by the way? Uh, my polar vortex is uh, about up to fifty degrees today, so mm. no complaints. It's also I mean, like it's forty-five here in Wisconsin. It's thirty-six now. here, and it's foggy. It's like it's completely the mist outside. Oh, wandering I've got sunshine around and blue skies. <laughs> Not here. We got a show for you guys today. Uh, we have an interview with Jan who is a video producer over at GiantBomb.com. I think this is our third Giant Bomb guest we've had on. I know some people are like, oh, you got to get the rest of the giant people. Giant giant people. <laughs> giant, giant people. <laughs> All of the giants. Uh, you know, I work in near General Mills. I'll probably get the Jolly Dream Giant coming. Like, okay, all right. probably swing that for and- you. My local grocery store is Giant Food. Okay, so all right, yeah. We can go yeah, there. We'll get can, all of them. Well, we I can, can do the catering. There we go. Never, it's okay. For giants. Got it. Yep. Uh, the other uh, Giant Bomb folks, as nice as they are, I don't think any of them like a lick of Pokemon. So I think this is, this is where our Giant Bomb journey ends. Uh, but we have an uh, interview with Jan, and it talks about Pokemon Go and and Let's Go and his his history with Pokemon. So that'll be a little bit in the interview. We actually don't have that much news. Should still have like a 90-minute show for you guys today. But we'll uh, we'll jump right into the news so we don't end up becoming a four-hour show. <laughs> Greg, our yes. work is cut out for us. Yeah, Man. I know. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of people time to fill. People want a four-hour show. So, <sighs> you know, we got to give the people what they want. I don't know if that's true or not. That's not true. It's really not true. <laughs> I think we went like... Uh, I think we were like two weeks without talking about Pokemon Go news, or at least last week. I don't think we brought it up at all, but there is Pokemon Go news this week. Uh, this is off PokemonGoLive.com. Say this every every time we do. There's actually an official website with official news. You don't have to resort to Facebook speculation to get your face to get your Pokemon Go news here. When's Santa gonna make Gen Five already? Yeah, and the antic is still working very hard. Uh, you know, the other day I uh, discovered that. Dang, I can't remember what the issue in in Gen Four was. 
There was there was an obvious issue. Um, all the Pokemon are terrible. Well, that's one. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we talk about news, I know people are demanding a Gen Four remake. I'm curious if the people demanding a Gen Four remake have played Gen Four recently. Because, <laughs> boy, it's it's fine at best, right? Like, Platinum is good. I mean, like, uh, like here's the thing: is like maybe some people think I'm very down on Pokemon games. You are, but go on. Mostly, mostly, yes. yeah. Like, even a bad Pokemon game is good. Like, I can I can have fun with you know Pokemon Channel or Pokemon Dash or. Like, the worst possible Pokemon games I can definitely have fun with. Pokemon and, Ruby, Pokemon Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the four bottom Pokemon games, for sure. Uh, but, uh, oof. There's, like, a lot of things that Gen 4 did not hit the mark on. Uh, I, I appreciate now why Will likes Gen 5 so much. Yeah, because it's pretty much the same graphics as Gen 4. It is, with yeah. a good story. Well, you know, <laughs> take or leave the story there, but like, there's there's no reusable TMs in Gen Four, right. which is ugh, like, it's rough. Eviolite wasn't introduced until Gen Five. The amount of okay, this is what this has always frustrated me in Pokemon games, and I think they did a really good job, at least in Sun and Moon, and X and Y and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, of like. At this point in the series, there are 400-plus Pokemon, yet we are still 30 hours in the game fighting trainers with three Zubats. Like, what? Why? <laughs> How? Zubat is very popular. Also, like... <laughs> I'm easy to catch. <laughs> A lot of amateur trainers start with Zubats, and then why, why move from perfection? I have battled every trainer I've seen. Some trainers multiple times uh, because of the verse seeker, which is a very nice feature of Gen 4. That poor man you tormenting in the rain. We Leave can, him alone. We can talk about how great the verse seeker is, but... Did they Did they not... The, they never did VS Seeker ever again, did they? No, they did in some others. They did? I think verse seeker... I'm pretty sure it came um, back. Okay. Well, that's in the TCG. It's very popular. Like That legacy format. Okay. Listen, if there's anything I've learned, the TCG. <laughs> Trash. All right, go on. The Zubat example, I think, is is frustrating. But, like, also, the amount of people I've fought with Goldeen is mind-blowing. And there are just... Hey, Goldeen can learn Horn Drill. There's just so many other water Pokemon. I think, like, in the 40 hours, I've probably fought... 26 Goldeen from trainers, and I've caught like I've fought like one Remoraid. I have not seen a Corsola. I have not seen a Horsey. I have not seen like Surskit. I like I haven't seen any of these Pokemon, but heck, Goldeen! The whole the whole Sinnoh region is full of them. I don't understand. I just don't. <laughs> it's you have so many Pokemon at your disposal at this point in the game. Or in in the franchise, a and you're still like near the end of the game. It's like, okay, here comes Team Galactic. Guess what they got? Golbat. Not that I've fought that for the last twenty main series games up to this point. I don't know how many. Three for six, nine, ten, nine. This would be eleven, twelve. This would be the twelfth main series game if we're counting Yellow and Crystal and both Red and Blue. 
Still fighting Golbats. There must be a reason for it. You're right. There must be a reason why <laughs> the Game Freak thought Goldeen was the only water-type Pokemon that has existed in 400 Pokemon. Because Basculin oh. hadn't been written yet. Exactly. Basculin had not been born yet. Because they were like, well, we're out of water types. What we need, we need more. Uh, Basculin was born to fill your complaint. And yet, what do you do? Complain. Complain that about Basculin, who was created specifically to solve your Goldeen problem. The, uh, they made not only one Basculin, but two. But two, and you just toss them aside. The the like other thing, too, right, is I think Gen 4 is the most HMs of any Pokemon game. Oh, Gen 4 has what? Eight? Is it eight? I think it's eight. It, it has a lot. Gen uh, 4 was like HM the, happy. Um, Defog, right? Oh, it do- it has Defog. And Defog... That's great. No, no it's not, because... In if if we're talking defog of like competitive battling of getting rid of entry hazards, which is what it does in like the VGC, uh, it doesn't do that in Gen Four. <laughs> it just doesn't do anything. It's the no. It it defogs the area that you need to get through. Oh, so that you sure, can get through sure. It. it does that, but as a move, it's completely garbage. Like you have, like to get to Garatina. Spoiler: You have to you know, battle and catch and fight Giratina. You need defog. You don't need it, but I mean it's it's suggested, right? The area becomes foggy. You need strength. You need surf. You need rock smash. You so need Gen three you need, and Gen four had the same amount of HMs just you need so the, we know. Rock climb. I think uh, Gen four was just the last huzzah of HMs. Yeah. And they just let them yeah. go out well, with like, glory. The, the thing with black and white, which the the older I get, uh, the more I appreciate black and white. Heck yeah. <laughs> While HMs exist in that game, with the same with like X and Y, they don't rely on them heavily. Like to the point where like in black and white 2, you don't get surf until you beat the game. Because like they, you just take boats. Like, this boat well, yeah. will take and you to the next island, and now you're here, so don't worry about traversing water. Surf is also OP, so that's why they didn't let you have it. But I can't, besides, like, the underground, which I think is cool, it's a nice little feature, it's, like, a nice, very, like, the underground to me is a, mm, like, more repeatable Mantine Surf. Like, Mantine Surf, I th- like, the reason you do Mantine Surf is because you're not huge on battles, but you need battle points. Yeah. But, like, the reason you do the underground is because, like, you want shards and you want... And you want fossils. And fossils and stuff. So it's just something that is repeatable. But, like, other than that, I am having fun with Platinum. I haven't played it, a Gen 4 game, since they debuted. But there, I, I, I am struggling to find anything super special with those games. Games. I mean, there's like the special physical split. Like there are things that it does, but there are just I'm just now seeing just a huge jump between four and five in just terms of like quality of life features. And that's and you're always gonna get that right. Like of like, oh, you go back to an old Pokemon game. Oh yeah, I remember that this thing was yeah. broken and that thing was broken. And but it's just I I well, find I find Gen four like. Not not really like special in anything particularly, which is a little. It's just like maybe maybe in the last like 
I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I have one more gym badge to go, and still nothing really. Maybe the post game is incredible, um, but we've talked about this before. Not many people play the post game, so it's like there should probably be something special or unique up to that point, and I'm not finding it right now. I think what Gen Forced, where a lot of people like Gen Four in when it came out, when it came out in the history of the games. Gen 4 felt like a huge leap. Like from Gen 3 to Gen 4, and then from Gen 4 to Gen 5, they all felt like huge leaps in different ways. But mm-hmm. now where we are now, looking back, it's like, oh, I can't believe we didn't have all of that. And like, it, it's weird because it doesn't feel like enough was done, but at the time... It was a lot for people to take in how much yeah. they had changed. Like the physical special split drove people to the wall. I mean, that was internet flame war stuff 101. So for us, it's been such a part of our games now. And looking back, it's like, well, this is really nothing. But at the time, it felt so huge. It really made the games far too complicated. And I wish they yes. just take that back and not have a physical special split oh, anymore, I, I do like the physical I mean, special I like the split. physical special split I, I, overall I like it too complicated games aren't fun anymore I feel like I have to go to school <laughs> to learn how to play Pokemon you only have to go to school to learn how to play Pokemon if you want to be competitive I don't know it seems every single Pokemon game I play I have to go through some elementary school where all the kids <laughs> the only thing they learn is how to play Pokemon <laughs> how do these toddlers get non-starter pokemon where are their parents maybe they they get them from their well parents. they're at so they're at school what do you the parents are working their parents are working there at school and some teenager waltzes in and the teacher's like well i guess you battle all the kids because you know i cookie breaks not for another 15 minutes that i can't be bothered hey this is a violent world <laughs> of you have to be ever vigilant and ready to be attacked at any moment you just train those kids early Okay. Too soon. Speaking of Gen 4, off PokemonGoLive.com, January... Oh, the thing we were doing? January 31st, evolved <laughs> forms discovered in the Sinnoh region emerge in Pokemon Go. Trainers, did you know that there are some Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region that evolve from Pokemon previously discovered in other regions? Starting today, what? you will be able to use a Sinnoh stone to evolve Licking Tongue into Licky Licky, Tangela into... Tain growth and more. What? And more? <laughs> Plus, yeah, more Pokemon more. originally discovered in the center region, such as Cranidos and Shield Shieldon, will appear in the wild for the first time. You also may see more Pokemon originally dis- originally discovered in the center region appearing in eggs. There are more big changes to come. You may notice that Pokemon will appear in raid battles are more powerful and sturdy when you challenge them. That sounds bad. Plus, uh, some moves that certain Pokemon know uh, may be stronger or weaker when used in battle. Finally, certain Pokemon may be able to learn moves via a TM, which will help in battle, such as Machamp. Uh, We'll now know the rock move Rock Slide Pokemon Go team. Which takes us to the second Pokemon Go article, uh, which has a lot of stuff that I won't be going super into, but... This is community notes and rebalancing in raids and trainers. Again, this is off PokemonGoLive.com. You want to read it. 
Uh, in our previous community notes, we outlined, we outlined some changes that came to Pokemon Go that will affect your Pokemon's effectiveness in battle. Uh, we have similar news to share today detailing raid battles and move balances and move setup, uh, move set additions to games, which you have, uh, may see referred in our most recent Sinnoh region update. Raid battle and changes, the featured Pokemon will have an HP increase to offset some of the damage increases made to the attacks of other Pokemon in the last year. We, ho we hope this will provide a greater overall challenge as we encourage trainers to group up to win. When it comes to move balance changes and move set additions, we've been keeping an eye on how some Pokemon are performing in battles compared to other others. This means adjusting the power of some moves in trainer battles and giving Pokemon new moves that will improve their success in matches. So there is a raid battle rework. All previous changes to super effective damage multiplier has allowed a single trainer to win certain raid battles alone even though that was not the original intent. This change will increase the raid health for Pokemon featured in Tier 3, Tier 4, and Tier 5 raid battles. No! Yeah. I, I was waiting. I knew this was coming. Aww. I knew it was going to happen. You mean all the people bragging on Reddit that they were able to solo yep. <laughs> X Pokemon with yep. like three, like six all and eradicates? I have three Honchcrow, and I could beat Chrysalia or whatever that video was. Uh, I, trainers will receive increased Stardust bonus for completing raids. So those are the two big re raid reworks. So your, your tier three, four, and five, it'll be harder to do, but you will get more Stardust for completing. There is a trainer battle rework. Uh, the following trainer battle moves have received damage changes. Uh, your fast attacks, it'll be your Waterfall, Smackdown, Shadow Claw, Razor Leaf, Confusion, Frost Breath, Ice Shard, and your charged attacks of Body Slam, Iron Head, Dazzling Gleam, and Psy Shock. No one's going to realize that these changed because when anyone's doing a battle, they're not actually looking at their phone. They're conversing with people and just tapping the screen as fast as possible. Uh, but for the four people that do care, please direct your upsetness. Actually, I don't know if people would be upset or not. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know if these are actually good. They don't say if, the, if these went up or down. They just said they will receive damage changes. Yeah. Ice Beam will serve as the new baseline for Thunderbolt and Flamethrower. The damage from Ice Punch, Fire Punch, Thunder Punch will be set to the same level. Uh, and then there's a whole list of moves that got specifically changed again. Uh, there probably has to be like 30 changes here for specific moves like Grass Knot, Sky Attack, Bite, etc., um, so yeah, those uh, those are all changing. Uh, for good or bad, I don't know. I would, it's just I would interesting. assume good because... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to assume good because they've been doing a lot of research. But it, it's interesting that, that they tried to simplify the system and quickly run into the same problem that Pokemon Company runs into. That balancing all of these things is incredibly hard. And, and this is a game with two moves. Sometimes this is a game three. with two moves and they are now having to add more moves. Sometimes like, three. Yep. It's it's just it's so much of a commentary of all the people that can, like oh you can simplify this and you can simplify that like even Pokemon Go that simplified now is realizing okay we are clearly seeing things that are unbeatable or rise to the top and everybody's doing the same thing so we have to add in a third move we have to change the power of these moves we have to change raid battles like everything like, oh it's so be it used to be so easy just to balance it it's like it is not there's so many moving parts. 
that even a two battle system, two move system where you're just tapping your phone has already, they're like, nope, we gotta, we gotta switch it up. Physical special split. Here we go. Is this that market <laughs> research thing you're always talking about yes. with the monthly competitions and such? Yep. Absolutely. Look, for Pokemon Go players like me who are barely paying attention to the fact that I'm even <laughs> playing Pokemon Go, none of this makes a hill of beans. Yeah, I don't know I what mean, expression like, you want to use. you're not the person that's, that's abusing the system either, so... I go out for a sunny day with my friends. We walk around and we catch Pokemon and then we go get Starbucks. I like <laughs> I, I like get it though, right? Like if, if Pokemon Go is your, your main game, uh, and it is for a lot of people. Like that is, is that is their main like vi- like main video game. You you have to, like I totally get why people care about IVs and uh shinies or battles or you know having you know, 20 Pokemon that they invest all their Stardust into and they make sure it's the right move set and stuff. Like, I get it. Because, like, after a certain point, you have to care about something to, like, keep enjoying that game. So, like, for me, with with something like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I now, like, you know, four years ago, I didn't care about natures. Because, like, you don't need to care about natures when you play through the story of a Pokemon game. <laughs> no one is, like, sitting in Viridian Forest being like, you know, if I don't get this adamant Pikachu, I'm never going to beat the Elite Four. That doesn't happen, because the, <laughs> the computer opponents in that game are so dumb <laughs> that you can, <laughs> you can have the worst Pikachu, and you'll still make it through the Elite Four. Uh, that's fine. But, like... The reason I care about natures now is because, like, Pokemon is my main game, and so I have to get, like, a little, like, I have to kind of get a little bit more, I have to, I, I am going to do the extra work to make that game, to like, to waste more time in that game, right? Because I enjoy the time I'm wasting in that game. So now, like, to the point, I just realized, like, I think I care about ribbons now. And again, like, <laughs> like, oh, Lord. like. Two weeks ago, We've lost him, Greg. Two We've weeks ago, him. I would have been like, "Who cares about ribbons?" But nobody the... cares about ribbons. Why do you care about ribbons? Okay, so now? like in platinum, on the way to uh, the fifth gym, they there's like a house on a beach, and it's like the first house that you see on the beach in you know a little bit. So I think like, oh, I bet this house heals you. Because, like, usually if you go pretty long without a Pokemon Center, there's usually a point where somebody goes, like, oh, you should rest up. So I went in the house, and the guy said, let me let me inspect one of your Pokemon. And I was like, okay. And then he said, oh, wow, you and your Pokemon have this friendship, and you've walked together. So here's the, the foot ribbon or whatever. The footpath ribbon. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I have a ribbon. And then I was like, I wonder how many ribbons are in this game. And then I was like, oh, wow, you can, tra- you can like, take ribbons up. So now, like, to the Correct. point where it's like, if I've already cared about natures, and I've already cared about Eevee training, and I've, like... I already care about getting shinies or getting two of every gender or stuff. There's like at a certain point, right? You have to, you have to f- kind of dig deep to like care about the game you're going to play every day. So not like going back to Pokemon Go. That's the only reason why people care about like IVs and stuff is because like there's not a lot else to care about in the game. But in the reality, right? In the reality of things, ribbons in Pokemon don't really mean anything. They're just something 
to brag about or to collect. Just like IVs don't mean anything in Pokemon Go, and you're gonna have, I'm gonna have one person like right now they're furiously typing this email, but like the numbers have already been crunched. The difference between zero IVs and 15 IVs in Pokemon Go is literally like two screen taps. You are doing two less taps on your screen, <laughs> or like three, depending on the Pokemon. And maybe with these moves changes, possibly more. Um, but like they don't mean anything. They're they're useless. Uh, but like, well, they don't do anything. What they mean is the same as achievements in any other video game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I get why. Like, I'm just saying, I get why people care about that stuff. But as somebody who's like, my Pokemon Go is a game I play every day. Not maybe it's two minutes a day, maybe it's an hour a day. I still play it every day, but like, I don't really care about IVs at that point because I don't find the raid system fun. Um, and this is how my raid system works out either I'm one person there and I can't do it, or there's like 40 people there and it doesn't matter. I can go in with six Caterpie and we'll still be able to do the raid. So, like, that's 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 my balance in Pokemon Go. There are a lot of ribbons. There are a lot yeah, of ribbons. I mean, there's a lot of ribbons. Uh, there are zero ribbons in Gen 5 and Black and White 2. There are none. They're completely none. Zero. It goes from four, Gen 4 to Gen 6. Well, I know in Black and White 2, it, you got the stamps. Yeah, and, there are stamps. And, oh, oh, no. Even in Black and White, I think, it was, it was written to the Global Link. And you uh, had all your achievements. And, but that was an X and Y, too. Wasn't that medals? I thought it was medals. No, they had medals. The medals were, yeah. Yeah, it was medals. You talked to the guy. He's like, hey, here's a bunch of medals. Yeah. Because you ran around the world or whatever. Yeah, so you didn't need ribbons because you got medals for yourself. You didn't need ribbons stuck on your Pokemon. Uh, yeah, there are medals in black and white, but those, don't, those medals don't move. The ribbons, even though there are no ribbons given to you in black and white, you're, the game still acknowledges your Pokemon has ribbons. Are you sure there's not like one ribbon? No, I looked it up. Like, there's a huge. So, okay, so this is my new plan. So, the oh, first game you can technically get ribbons in, you have to start here, which is unfortunate. You either have to do Gale of Darkness <laughs> or Coliseum. Gale of Darkness is a good game. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It has it has more low tads than platinum has goldines <laughs> or zubats. Look, you cannot hold that against them. It was a different time. Low tad was very popular. <laughs> the real problem is I never had a GameCube, so I'm can't have a valid opinion. Okay, so there are two ribbons in Gale of Darkness and Coliseum. They're exactly the same. It doesn't matter which one you play. You get a ribbon for a purified Pokemon, which it has to be purified before you can send it to Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, Leaf Green, or Fire Red. What happens if you send it impure? You can't. You can. It won't accept it. You have to purify it before you send it. Uh, And then... Uh, the other ribbon is you get a ribbon for beating uh, Mount Olympus or whatever the mountain in that game is called. Battle Mountain? That, sure. <laughs> That's more generic than what I thought, <laughs> but okay, sure. Battle Mountain. All um, right, maybe Mount Battle. It's something like that. <laughs> so when you take your team of six uh, to beat that, you get a ribbon. So those are where you have to start. You start there, you get two ribbons, then you can move it to, I believe, 
I think you move it to Ruby and Sapphire. You get your ribbons there. Then you go to Fire Red Leaf Green. You get your ribbons there. Then you go to Platinum. And then Heart Gold Soul Silver. And then Black and White. And then X and Y has some ribbons. And then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I don't think has a whole lot of ribbons. I think you get a ribbon for beating the Elite Four. And I think you might get a ribbon for the Battle Tree. And then I think that's it. Um, so I th- there are some ribbons that are unattainable at this point. Because they required like... Uh, platinum Wi-Fi connection or something like that, but I think for the most part, I think you can get about 50 ribbons on a Pokemon. So my goal for this year is to take six Pokemon. F- f- this sounds awful. Six Pokemon from Gale of <laughs> I'm Darkness. I'm already tired. And get as the- many ribbons on those six Pokemon as possible. Ooh, it's a ribbon quest. So one for people out there listening who'll be very excited. You will be finishing Gale of Darkness. Yes. Unfortunately. I'm I'm assuming the only way you're finishing it is on stream. I'm not playing Gale of Darkness on my free time. You better believe that game is being streamed. (laughs) I'm not going to play that game unless I'm getting paid for it. (laughs) Okay, so one, Gale of Darkness coming back to the stream 2019. Mm -hmm. Ribbon Quest. Ribbon Quest. Do you know which six you're taking? Have you decided? I haven't, but it has to be six that are good enough to beat the mountain. Right? Which I don't know how many battles is in, but I'm pretty sure like the last three trainers on that mountain have like Entei, Suicune, and Raikou. Do you want to know how many battles there are? I can tell you because yeah. I've done it. Too many. Is the you're gonna say like fifty, and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, you wish it was fifty. <laughs> is it a hundred? It's a hundred. Oh my wow. god! This is why. This is how I ended up loving Rosalia because I did that whole thing. I got to the top, and Kroger wiped my ah, team out. Good old Kroger. And so I went and you have to start trained. over. Yeah. No, I don't Ooh. think you do. I think you can start at fifty. I forget, but you do. You are set back down. And then I did the whole thing again and got to the top and won. And I like cried, and my little tiny Rosalia was like so happy. And I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life, and this is the greatest Pokemon that has ever existed. And I did all 100 battles. Why? (laughs) Well, they gotta give you something to do. The first 50 are jokes. That's the thing. It's just like, you're so overpowered if you've done any EV training at all or played the game. And then the second 50 are like serious... The, okay, now the now here is the game. It's like the battle tree division. Like the first, you know, the non super is fairly easy. They're fairly predictable, and then when you go to the super move, those people are incredibly difficult, and they learn. Like battle tree, like Mount Battle doesn't learn. Like it's pretty, it's pretty much set programmed. But they aren't easy battles by any means, and it's a hundred. It's one to one hundred. Have fun. I'm so excited for this stream. <laughs> I could I will have that on blast so Brent can laugh at your raging. You get I, so much joy out of that. I feel like I'm not the worst battler. You're not the worst. No. But you rage funny. Mm. <laughs> there's a there's a there's like a there's a situation right before Giratina that is extremely frustrating. Oh yeah. I handled the situation the best I could. <laughs> You left and Rozo took over. Is that what happened? <laughs> no. 
I'll just summarize it real quick. There's like a, I think you have to fight like Mars and Saturn at the same time yes. right before Garatina. But yep. you, so double battles are like the worst thing you ha- you can have in a Nuzlocke because like two Pokemon can team up against one Pokemon and then that's a real easy way for you to lose your Pokemon. Yeah. Barry, your rival in that game, decides to lead with a, a level 40 Munchlax. So Mars and Saturn, I want to say it's Mars and Saturn, find that Munchlax Mars and Saturn, yeah. not as much of a threat, so they will almost always double team your Pokemon, and yep. if, if Munchlax yeah. gets damaged, it just recovers. It's literally not trying to attack Mars or Saturn at all, which is like the worst in a Nuzlocke situation of like, I need you to do something. I need you to like knock out one of these Pokemon because I keep getting double teamed. And I need you not to just sit here and recover. And also because you're not a threat, Mars and like the computer is actually smart enough not to worry about Munchlax because right. it literally has no attacks. It has like yep. stockpile and spit up and like whatever. So I took the liberty to knock out the Munchlax That's myself. What most people do. Most people in that Nuzlocke situation just kill the Munchlax, so bring something else out. And then once it you, was just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. And then uh, like, I, like I, I realized it too late. I realized that I should have knocked out the Munchlax right away. But like once you knock out the Munchlax, he has Floatzel. He has yeah, Lucario. He has a good team. He has Ooh, like Lucario. Um, that's a great Pokemon. He has amazing Pokemon sitting behind that nut Munchlax. But I don't think Mars and Saturn would ever knock out that Munchlax if you nope. don't. Like yeah, because no. they know he's got Floatzel and Lucario. Yeah, they're no like keep till Munchlax out, yo. We know it's coming. Yeah, it's frustrating. I remember that. It's just like because he just sits there, and I, I believe I also not playing a Nuzlocke knocked it out. I'm like, this is doing nothing. <laughs> Get out, <laughs> please leave. All right, please leave. We're gonna take a break. When we get back from our break, there is. Wait, was there? I feel like I'm missing one bit of Pokemon news. I don't think so, though. Uh, there were some sales numbers of uh, uh, how good Let's Go sold. Uh, we'll probably talk about that next week, though, because that's like a longer conversation. Um, and right now, there's like a weird narrative around it, how like Let's Go is not selling as well as other Pokemon games, even though it sold like 10 million, which is... I. It's a weird narrative, so I got to dig into that because... Yeah. Some people are spinning it to the point where it's like, oh, these games are a failure, which is like far from true. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. I don't think the there there were the Pokemon dress shirts that came out we talked about two weeks ago. They did sell out pretty quickly, the first 20 designs, oh, but there are dang. 130 designs still coming. Um, we did the Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, there are new Charizard merchandise on PokemonCenter.com. Uh, new TCG set just came out. Team Up just came out. Yeah, yeah. The whole the big narrative this week was sales, but we'll talk about that next week. All right. Uh, when we get back from our break, uh, it will be a, the I think it's about forty five minutes long, probably closer to forty after it's been edited. But we have an interview with Jan from Giant Bomb. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot, a lot, lot, lot of Pokemon talk. So. And then after that, after the interview with Jan, uh, it'll be our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. They had people there to manage the flow of the traffic. Be like, hey, walk this way or hey, walk this way. Just to keep it clear. Uh-huh. Walk this way or hey, walk this way. That all went okay. 
And we are back from our break. Uh, you probably know who our guest is if you read our episode title, but we've had just the finest Pokemon experts on the show. We've had uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb, and we've had Dan Reichert also from Giant Bomb, but we have another Giant Bomb. Actually, if you didn't know, Giant Bomb is primarily a Pokemon website. Yes, yes. We have Jan here, the other trifecta of the Pokemon section of GiantBomb.com. I mean, we've already made the move to uh, turn the site from video games to anime, and then Pokemon is video games and anime. That, so that's I thought, true. You know, this is the perfect storm to take over the website. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pokemon. You got the. You got. You got your mobile games of Pokemon Go. You got your console games of Let's Go. Definitely. You got your anime. Uh, there's merch. Anime is big on merch, right? Yeah, they have tons of movies. I mean, I, I, they have several seasons, and you know they've had rehashes of seasons, so that that fits all the bills. That checks all the boxes. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> Jan, thank you for being on. Uh, I think people know you're from Giant Bomb, but in case they don't, like maybe they've heard of Giant Bomb, maybe they checked it out because we've had uh, GB people on in the past, but you're relatively new, I mean, compared to the rest of the staff of the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, probably the yeah I I totally am the newest member of the Giant Bomb family, uh, specifically to the San Francisco office. I'm a associate video producer, so I help press all the buttons to make sure all the videos get going. Um, and yeah, I've been talking up the Pokemon tree for the past year uh, with tales of Pokemon Go and uh, some good old Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee stuff from uh, last year. <laughs> Just like past interviews we've done on this show, we usually go like history with the series um, and then we dabble in usually like main series stuff and you've played Let's Go and then um, you're a huge Pokemon Go fan. I <laughs> I don't I, know if fan <laughs> might mean the, not the right word or are any of us what, actually what, Pokemon Go fans? <laughs> what is it when you you don't? don't completely like what you're doing but you keep maybe i'd say i don't want to say addict addict is probably too strong of a word let's say i have a pokemon go problem an obligation almost yes that okay that that is probably the better word than problem because i enjoy it yeah but you're probably like maybe you're like the same feelings i have where like you're so deep at this point you just need to keep going exactly i there's no turning back there's absolutely no way i can turn back from where i'm at right now Oh man. Uh yeah, I, I I guess like my introduction to the Pokemon series is probably around uh when everyone else in the US was with uh Pokemon Blue and Red uh and then with the subsequent anime that came out afterwards. Uh but yeah man, like I I actually have a very traumatic memory of Pokemon Blue when I think about it. What was what was the age range for you cuz I I got lucky and I was exactly 10 years old when Pokemon Red and Blue came out. I'm 30 now, so it was like Right time, right place, like exactly the demographic they wanted to hit. 
Hmm, I I think I must have been seven or eight when Blue and Red came out. Okay. I want to say around that age, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember like I fired up the game. It was the most complicated thing in the world to me at the time because I had to juggle like six Pokemon and then I get confused about like when I'd catch a seventh or eighth Pokemon. It's like, wait, wh- no, where, where'd they go? I wanted that one. <laughs> um, and that like nothing in the game actually looked like what it had in the anime or the, you know, the cartoon. I was just so confused, but then I just couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like I, the, the traumatic memory I had with Pokemon blue is that I had just finally without looking at any like uh strategy guides or talking with friends, I finally got to um, the fourth gym. And then for whatever reason, mid battle, I had decided to, turn my game boy off and in the process of that i wound up losing my save or my save got corrupted that i had lost all that progress and like all that training that i just didn't want to continue at all and you were and done it just broke me oh man and like i think that broke me for a good like five six months and i didn't want to revisit it because i was i was my mom will tell my mom didn't understand why i was crying but i was bawling my eyes out sure yeah so during the like the I'm upset with the video game phase, were, were you still indulging in like the anime or even like the card game? Totally, yeah. I mean, there was there was literally. I mean, you you can probably attest to this. There was no escaping Pokemon, whether it was the card game, whether it was your friends like trading cards or getting cards confiscated at school. Yeah, uh, going home to watch the anime. Uh, I I loved that that Indigo League the first couple seasons, and then you know the movie that would come out. And like I dragged my parents to go to the movies with me and then like, you know, I kept their Pokemon cards because they don't need them. It was like for me and my parents, they they were like slowly getting into Beanie Babies at the time and like seeing the value in that. So so like I looking back, like I saw now why they cared about buying me the cards because like they understood they were worth something. Mm. So you're thinking ahead. I like that. They were like, oh, well, we're going to go to the movie. Not because, well, they <laughs> they knew, like, I wanted to see it, but they knew that, oh, if we go to the movie, we get these cards, and it's, like, their mindset was, like, these cards are going to be worth something, so we have to go to get the cards. I like that. I uh, like that a whole lot. I'm sure as, you know, growing up with Red and Blue, you probably eventually fell out. Did you make it to Gold and Silver? I think that's when, I think that's when uh, Jeff fell out. And I think Dan, if I remember correctly, Dan like picked up around black and white or X and Y. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dan's a little bit older than us. (laughs) Still qualifies as a millennial. (laughs) Um, I had eventually gone over that little uh, save bug that had happened. Um, So I think I I wound up sticking with Pokemon until the third gen. And then I didn't No, I I think I had done silver and gold and I had fell off of it. And then I didn't revisit it until Diamond and Pearl on the DS. Okay. And then I'd taken another break and like still kind of kept up with like what was going on. What were the new Pokemon coming out with each generation, but didn't get super back into it until probably Pokemon Go, I want to say. And is there like, there's like, it's hard to pinpoint this because everyone's so different, but I had like the same journey of, you know, I went super hard into gold and silver and then mm-hmm. i completely missed ruby and sapphire and then i think when diamond and pearl came out i want to say i was 16 
Um, and I was in high school and that was like the cool thing to do in high school to like play games you played in your childhood. So I got back in with Diamond and Pearl, but was there, was it just because it was the style of game or was it because it was seen as childish that you think you dropped off? Cause a lot of people have that story of like, I just dropped off. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's probably a combination of both, um, of, of kind of like my tastes. It's, it's weird to say my taste as like a high schooler changing, but, uh, (laughs) You know, you just you just wind up liking whatever's cool at the time. And what was cool at the time was, you know, the halos, uh, the, the first person shooters and whatnot. And I think what pulled me back in was um, a couple other of uh, my best friends had also expressed interest in going back in. And I never had the chance to like trade Pokemon or like battle with link cables back then uh, in elementary school because my school was super strict at the time. But you know, like hang out with friends before school or after school. Uh, I think we all decide to just like get back in it together. Okay. Yeah. Got it. This is, this is like a lot of people's stories. It's so funny <laughs> how it always works like this. It's awesome. Um. Yeah. And it's so weird. And then like just discovering along with like revisiting Pokemon, just like the, the complexities that have secret, not secretly, but like been added in the background that like a casual player like may not notice. Like, now everyone can hold an item and what there's there are natures what are natures have you have you gotten into the shiny hunting stuff yet oh boy uh <laughs> i uh i, I want to say i'm exclusively shiny hunting only in pokemon go okay because it's a, a smidge easier than uh let's go but uh my my lady friend out of nowhere has just encountered five shinies upon her time with like the main campaign Man. And I can't help but be jealous and want to secretly trade them to my game. Yeah, but <laughs> but I won't do it. All I'll, right. I'll, 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 you know, I'm not going to steal Pokemon. I don't want to be Team Rocket here. You know. Right. Right. Okay. So you've done. Let's go. You brought up. Let's go for Game of the Year stuff for Giant Bomb. There has been coverage of Let's Go on Giant Bomb. But before we get there, yes. What? Let's talk about Pokemon Go because I think like that is super hard to ignore. I think. That like overall, like as kids or uh, like anyone growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, Pokemon was everywhere. It was seen as a fad. Totally. Might not be at the highest of highs it was, but like it's been this secret Goliath all these yes, years. Just, just looming behind Disney, looming behind every other cartoon franchise. It's like always in the shadows. Yeah. yeah like I, I'm sure you probably had the same experience when Pokemon Go first came out. Everyone was like kind of reluctant to play it or everyone thought it was dumb. But then like a week, maybe not even a full week, a couple of days after the game comes out, you just see storms of people running around chasing after like Pokemon that you can't physically see in the real world, but you see them on your phone. Yeah, I remember it coming out and me. I like I'm, I'm excited anything Pokemon like I've, I was even, you know, I, I played and loved Detective Pikachu Oh yes, I I I didn't get a chance to pick that up until this year. And had I pl- picked that up last year, totally would have argued for that to be at least my own personal top ten. Yeah, it's so like you could argue if it's a game or not. It's like I, I always compare it to like <laughs> something like Firewatch or Gone Home. Like you're not playing it yeah. for the gameplay. Like you're playing it because the story is super compelling. Yeah, and I like the pseudo Danny DeVito uh, voice choice for uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like a I'm a sucker for really anything Pokemon. I, like even the anime as bad like not bad but like very mediocre that it is. Like sure. it's still 
fun to have on because I think the the appeal to me is just seeing Pokemon in motion. Um, Definitely. And seeing them move around. But uh, when they showed Pokemon Go, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I I can, you know, I can usually juggle one to two mobile games at a time. So, yeah, I'll play it. But I, everything leading up to it, I did not. Ever, I don't think anyone imagined that it would be the number one most downloaded iOS slash Android game of all time. I don't know if it's been beat since then, but when it came out, it was... It was absolutely insane. Like, people from different walks of life were picking it up and playing it. and Like, businessmen and women running through, like, downtown metropolitan areas along with, like, little children and a bunch of old people. It was crazy. And I like I, I still kick myself for like casually covering it because I was like, ah, you know, it, like now there are like Pokemon Go YouTubers and like that's all they do. And like, yeah, just people like, oh, I'm only reporting on Pokemon Go news. And it's it's crazy how, you know, two years later, it is still this like I I, I think it's like the fifth most grossing free to play game of all time, like right behind like Fortnite and Dota or something like that. I completely believe it. I Before Giant Bomb, I used to do, do a lot of freelance uh, camera operating. In one of those gigs, I was uh, just filming like a, a, a bunch of startups in San Francisco discussing about like marketing strategies and whatnot. And I, I kid you not, three out of the four presenters had PowerPoints dedicated to Pokemon Go and how to use Pokemon Go's strategies to use capitalize on their own marketing it it's it just crazy how it, the bleed out effect to every other part of life was happened after pokemon go dropped not only did people gravitate to it and there either are still like seven million active pokemon go players but like companies were like oh we're a starbucks let's say that we have a pokestop in our thing and that'll attract customers because yeah. like marketing 101 and i feel like that's <laughs> still kind of being like slightly used uh, yeah, I, I I think so. Maybe not as aggressively as it was like in the beginning, because there were even like mom and pop shops saying like, "Hey, we got a Pokestop right here. We'll we'll give you a couple dollars off a drink if you want to hang out." Uh, but oh man, it was just so wild. It was just so wild. I'd never seen like that type of like insanity happen before. I'm assuming got into Pokemon Go and probably played it for like. Did, have you have you not have you like paused playing it or have you kind of been playing it since day one or did you maybe come a little late to it uh i had started when it came out and then i think i was just getting progressively more and more frustrated with like uh the the lack of a game that it was when it initially released and i i think i what frustrated me the most was just like how random everything seemed like there's there was no rhyme or reason why Pokemon were spawning in a certain area or they're fleeing or like the radar wasn't that great or what do the teams even really matter? So I think maybe after four or five months I fell off and then I was actively annoyed about anyone that would play Pokemon Go. But then my lady friend wound up picking it up herself because uh, she had played it when it initially launched also and she got back into it. And this is probably when they had... Uh, Gen 2 and 3 had... Oh, well, Gen 2 had already been out, but okay. then rating was a thing. Had become a thing. And that interested me of like, okay, well, we have to go team up with actual people in real life now? All right, I could get into this. Uh, and yeah, I I want to say 
that's probably when I hop back in. Probably maybe a break of six or seven months, probably in between from the initial drop to when I picked it back up. That makes. I mean, you're you're in the California area, so you don't have the weather issue that the Midwest has, where. Oh yeah, you were you were telling me about shoveling snow earlier, right? And it's like, should I go out and do the uh, Groudon raid, or uh, nope? It's it's too cold. <laughs> I don't oh, think it's man. worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been fortunate enough, at least in San Francisco, uh, things things get cold, but not as cold as we're here at. Yeah, so people can uh, run around. We started the conversation saying that you're like we're. We both play Pokemon Go, but particularly don't enjoy it. Uh, and I've heard on Giant Bomb multiple times that you've expressed that there's a bit of gatekeeping. Yes. Is that is that the reason why, or is it because it's the? Do you think it's like at this point in time, because there has been so many quality of life features? Do you think at this point in time, the thing that ruins or makes the game less fun is the people or the game itself? Lately, in my experiences, at least. It's been the game itself, uh, but don't get me wrong. There, you're right. There's been a ton of quality of life changes uh, that Niantic's put out since the initial release, um, and I guess for the most part, I'm wi- totally willing to deal with like these shortcomings of stuff or like how random things can be or, or like what I can't get a Sinnoh stone from my seventh day research quest anymore. I have to do PvP. I, uh, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, the gatekeeping aspect was, I don't want to say intimidating, but it just, just very off-putting for a game that was supposed to be very public and, you know, kind of for everyone. Because when the game dropped, everyone was playing, but it was, uh, at least in the areas I was frequenting, it was uh, these people that stuck with it that were kind of calling the shots. We have like a, so we have Discord groups. I don't know if you have, I'm sure you probably have like Discord raid groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have Discord groups that are like soft gate Discord groups. So like you get into anyone can get into those as long as you you have to prove that you're from the area. Okay. Which is already like all right. Uh, and then <laughs> once you're in the Discord, that's not the real Discord. Oh. Like there's another Discord that is there's the another layer. Huh? The the real raid Discord. Um, and at that point. In at least my experience, and I've expressed this before on the show, so I know like I've probably heard this story before, but they uh like that that was the that was like the kind of the final straw when it came to doing raids and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I will still do raids, uh, especially on community day, which I think is the easiest. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone is out. You can jump in without having a conversation with anyone. You can do it, sure. you can move on. And that's kind of how I've resorted to playing, but Oh. That's fine. I don't care too much about IVs. Like, hey, I got the sure, ground down sure. for the Dex intro, but I just, I just remember you expressing your frustration about some of that. I think you said like a story of like two guys wouldn't tell you where the next raid was, and yeah, then you uh, saw them at the next raid. <laughs> exactly, uh, and like everyone is, you know, we all know that we're all on the same Discord, um, and just like there's, there was like no point in not letting me know or. Uh, confirming with me if they were going to be at the next spot or not because if you're in a raid with more people it just makes stuff that much easier i know some people get super paranoid about like oh well if there's more people they might get the shiny grudon and not me Uh, but yeah it's it's instances like that or just 
rolling up to a raid group uh that i may not have seen in a discord or whatever i just happen to see them in a uh, public gym that i know and rolling up and saying like hey like is it cool if i join you guys and to be met with like a bunch of blank stares and just no one saying yes or no is very off-putting and it's like just makes me not want to play anymore real life people kind of suck <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, like it's it's also hit or miss because like community days are great, and there will be a bunch of people just very accommodating and be like, "Oh yeah, hey, like, are you Mystic? Are you Instinct? You Valor? Like, you're over here. You're over there. This is the room code, uh, and like, we're gonna hit these stops." You know, so it, it's hit or miss. And you're right, people do suck. You just gotta find the right people to raid with. Yeah, I mean, I've had situations where you know friends are in town, and it's you know like six or seven of us and it's it's so nice to be like all right we got two cars we can literally do any raid we want we don't have to wait for anyone we don't have to jump on a discord we don't have to um like be you know two minutes too late because they're already started tapping as fast as possible and no one wants to back out so like those are definitely moments where pokemon go shines um but it's it's just always interesting of like two years later this game is still making two million dollars a day and there is a very hardcore f- fan base out there that is very hit and miss at this point oh yeah totally so with like community days and stuff you said that was something you were looking forward to do you like the fact that niantic has like kind of been doing almost like two a month now yeah it's been neat um definitely getting me to actually get out on the weekends rather than just stay at home I, I I question some of the choices for their Pokemon for community days that they choose, but you know it's 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 nice to get out and just like run into some like familiar faces. Is the, is community day for you like shiny day or is it just like event day? I'd say it's probably shiny day and getting enough reserve candy to get one of each a, a shiny version of each evolution. Okay. Um and. Uh, you know, depending on the Pokemon for Community Day, I guess getting a, a strong IV Pokemon to uh, help out in raids. Um, if it looks like the Pokemon's not going to be that useful for that, then just you're just keeping it for around for shinies. And you haven't you haven't been able to convince anyone else at uh, at the office <laughs> to uh, do these raids with you? Not not no, compelling enough. Not not just yet. Not just yet. Um, I was uh, joking around about putting together a streaming backpack just so uh, I could stream out a community day. But I'm sure you've run into this. There are a bunch of people playing Pokemon Go that do not want to be photographed or on video while they're playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, I've looked into the streaming backpack situation and it is uh, not cheap. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And also, like, you have to have those... Not like conversations, but like moments, like the like mm-hmm. when you lock eyes with another person and then they realize you're recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was actually an instance. I want to say maybe two weeks ago, where uh, there's a gentleman in, that uh, I don't want to say calls the shots in uh, my area for some of the raid groups, but he has a a setup where he kind of has like a clipboard like thing, and he has five phones feeding to the same charger. Uh, oh okay one, the of guy, the, one of those players <laughs> one of those players a power player um and uh another just random passerby was just like amazed that pokemon go is still a thing I was like hey man like i just i want it's it's kind of cool like can i can i take a photo of your setup and 
the guy that's normally super nice and welcoming to everyone suddenly snapped on the strangers like, no, don't take a picture of my face. Don't look at me. Don't take a picture of my setup. I, I don't know you. Stay away from me. And it was just, just very oddly aggressive out of nowhere. And then, and then, I don't know. Like, this guy, it seemed like Pokemon, he's all about Pokemon Go, but then to suddenly uh, flip the switch and be super aggressive because someone just wants, a, like, a photograph to, you know, maybe just show a friend or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah, people don't play around, man. Switching over to, like, Let's Go, which okay. I th- think... You know, in retrospect, I think Let's Go was marketed pretty poorly. Like, I get, I, I agree. I get why they marketed it the way they did because you have, you know, you have seven million daily. Well, at the time of Let's Go, I don't know if that number has gone up or down, but we'll say, for the sake of the conversation, seven million active Pokemon Go players that log mm-hmm. in daily, mm-hmm. and these are players that. Pokemon Go, for a lot of people, was their first Pokemon game. There's, like, no denying that. Totally, yeah. Do you want to try to market your game to somebody who has never played Pokemon? Or do you want to market your game to these very dedicated players? Um, and so I think that made sense. Like, business-wise, I get it. Like, why would why would you pass up on that opportunity? It would be foolish. Your stockholders would probably be very upset with you if you did not take that opportunity. But... When you were like pitching Let's Go for some of the categories in mm-hmm. Game of the Year or Giant Bomb, your guys's you know top ten for the year, it yes. actually kind of blew me away that like some people on staff didn't realize that Let's Go is just a remake of Red and Blue. I mean, it's a remake of Yellow, but Yellow is just Red and Blue. Sure, yeah, yeah. I felt like that marketing probably would have gone a long way as well as marketing to the people who just play Pokemon Go because. Like, even Jeff said, like, if I knew it was just a remake of Yellow, I would have played it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there, were, I had, like, a ton of conversations, like, off-air also having to explain that, like, no, no, this isn't, like, a weird Switch version of Pokemon Go. This is, this is pretty much a remaster of Pokemon Yellow or Red or Blue, or, you know, that, that first, ge- first generation. Yeah. And then, like, having to explain that, like, no, it's just, it's just taking a couple concepts from Pokemon Go and they just added the let's go to kind of capitalize on that for the people that only play go to get them to buy this. And yeah, it was just like the the look on people's faces as they had had seen screenshots and videos of the game uh like from our quick look or from other videos I'd pulled they were like, "Oh, wait, what? This is a proper game?" <laughs> so I totally agree and the, the marketing was very off at first. But I guess maybe they knew that like the hardcore Pokémon people would try and pick it up, but then you know, you you see people posting ev- everywhere that's like, oh, well, let's go Pikachu and Eevee is not a proper game. Like, Ugh. I don't want anything with anything with Pokemon Go. Yeah, I there was. And, you know, that gets frustrating. It is. There's like as as somebody who like, look, I Pokemon Dash is probably the worst Pokemon game put out. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly one of the worst products ever. Game-wise, not even Pokemon related. It's bad, but, like, I can still get some enjoyment out of that. Totally, yeah. So, like, you know, Let's Go was very delightful that it did... It's a remake of Yellow with some Mm -hmm. changes, but it feels and plays and looks so good. And I think, like, the direction that it's moving in of, like, finally having Pokemon in the overworld and while the catch mechanics are not the like I could take it or leave it like if they continue with the catches fine if they get rid of it fine like 
I'm not there's I don't have a horse in that race, but it's hard to play, in my opinion, let's go without a smile on your face. Yes. Yes. Because it does like it takes two steps backwards and a lot of mechanics, but it introduces mm-hmm. a lot of things that I feel like just a Pokemon game has been lacking in several years. Oh, totally. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I don't unfortunately i don't play a lot of games that have me smiling all the time uh but that wasn't the case with let's go pikachu and eevee just whether it was seeing my starter pikachu frazzle his face around or like high-fiving uh the pikachu after a successful gym battle it just like had so much charm built into it despite not having certain serious mechanics you know i'm disappointed jan you didn't you didn't really fight for it for any of the categories (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't being being the first year that I was completely in the room for sure. and not just uh, thrown in last minute like I was for 2017. I didn't want to start as much uh, of a fight as uh, I had wanted to on the inside. I was thinking like, all right, well, there's going to be Gen Eight, and if they continue on the tra- game freak continues on the trajectory then that will be the hill that I die on right. for, that, well, for yeah. 2019. That makes sense. Something we, we touched on was like the divide. Um, yes. That like a lot of fans, I mean like no no Pokemon fan or I guess no fan of any series. I think you see this with like Final Fantasy or mm-hmm. maybe even like Halo or Destiny or like Diablo or something where they're like, I like this one, but I didn't like this one. Sure. Yeah. That that's kind of always been the case for for Pokemon, where people are like, I only like Gen One or Gen Three is my favorite because that was my first one, or I Gen Five is the best. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was like a, I saw it. I don't know if other people have saw it as as clearly, but when Let's Go was announced and it was shown, there was like the first time ever where people were adamantly like, this this isn't a main series, or they started using the word core of like, well, Let's Go is main series, but it's not core, and it's like. <laughs> this adamant divide to like justify it almost felt like people were justifying like i'm skipping this game because it looks bad but i never skip a main series pokemon game so i have to somehow put other people's feelings down because i this isn't what i want and that was like kind of the first time i'm sure that exists in other video games but that was kind of the first time it brought to my light of like why are we so angry about this game yeah, like why? Why are people causing a a civil war? And if you don't want to play the game, you don't need to justify not playing the game. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that sentiment uh, in in different areas. Whether it was like Pokemon dedicated forums or subreddits, uh, just people vehemently hating the game before even playing it. Like I almost always hear, I hated this game going in, but after I played it, I loved it. Yeah, that like for the people that vocalized hating it eventually trying it they wind up coming out the other end either liking it or you know redacting what they had all the negative things they had said or at least enjoying some other time with the game right of saying like well i'm glad they did this feature or i'm glad they did this or i wasn't yeah. real happy with the abilities being gone even though game freak has assured us they're coming back uh and like you know the language also with game freak is has them b- saying and being very transparent like hey like gen 8 is coming and like this is like a game in the meantime that if they for those hardcore serious people they you know totally didn't need to pick it up if they didn't feel like it, it with the possibility of gen 8 coming like very soon or at yeah. least being revealed very soon yeah and it's not like 
this game would have delayed Gen 8? It seems like everything yeah. was still on path. To, it was like, you you get no game or you get this. And this is actually yeah. really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're surrounded in an office with, with, with you know, people that are slightly interested in Pokemon. Um, like, I, Jeff definitely talked about Pokemon with me for an hour. And um, now you have a game like Let's Go, which I think is really accessible. Do you think that, like... Let's Go is a good direction. Do you think like Let's Go is the game to get people who who know about Pokemon? Like it's always so hard of any game series existing for 20 years and like what is the game to convince somebody who has dabbled with it or is not interested? What brings a person back? Do you think Let's Go has that power or do you think like when Gen when a future Pokemon game comes out, you're going to like push that harder on friends and family? You know, I I think that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is a fantastic jumping on point for like a whole new generation like and how we were captivated playing blue and red as kids that this is like a, a great uh, stepping on point for for those people or for people that spent a long time away from the franchise of uh, because you know everyone has that nostalgic feeling for the original 150 151 and seeing them you know kind of brought to life almost seeing them pop up in the overworld uh, and having a little bit more personality definitely uh is is captivating so i i'd wholeheartedly like if someone was looking to get back into pokemon in whatever capacity and they weren't interested in playing pokemon go then i would totally recommend that like hey like pick up let's go pikachu or eevee um and like you won't regret it and you may wind up diving back into the universe and you know be, because like uh after they Refamiliarize themselves with the concepts and like the the gameplay mechanics and let's go picture Eevee they may be compelled or it's they may have an easier time at least dipping into those uh later releases like uh heart gold heart silver or like maybe skipping all the way to xy and uh those those uh, other 3ds games you started doing uh monday night wars is that what it's called <laughs> Uh, Monday Night Combat. Monday Night I Combat. May have to rename Pokemon Day Night Combat. Well, I'm still workshopping a name. So uh, I'm assuming that's something you wanted to do. Uh, and I know Giant Bomb has uh, like a lot of freedom when it comes to their staff. You know, doing things they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been something that's kind of looming uh, that I've seen like competitive Pokemon becoming a thing. Like uh, one of my close friends plays uh the tcg very seriously and then he told me it's like hey you know like t- people take battling in the video game like super seriously that it, to the extent where it's like a, a big stage show type deal like uh you'd see for dota or other quote-unquote esports they i checked that out and then i'd seen that there's kind of like a viability with it in let's go pikachu and eevee but i thought like well you know like i've kind of gotten really interested and then like i've done some research in what is uh useful and what what's not useful and i think i've gone kind of okay at it that i i decided to you know ask jeff and uh jason if it was okay and they were like hey you know you were and thankfully at giant bomb we are allowed that freedom that if we're interested in a game and we're interested enough to want to make a video or some type of series on it then we're able to and i thought like well you know i'm not doing anything else on this monday or i'd finished all my other work I'm just going to sit on this beanbag and battle some people from the community. Sure. 
And uh, yeah, like I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like it was a uh, pretty well received. People seemed to like it. That uh, I had asked Jeff and Jason, could I do another one? And they were like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've seen uh, people asking for you to do like a full on Nuzlocke now. After that, that part is the intimidating part of <laughs> having to carry uh, a multi part series to completion especially right. with like the the rule set of a, a nuzlocke run right 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 but the the combat seems to be going well and that seems to be something that you're going to continue at least for for now for now yeah and, until like uh maybe i stop being interested in it or you know if the community winds up not enjoying it as much because you know there's there's only you can only stretch it out so far until it's like not fun anymore on either end of like uh, the community or for myself. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like uh, with uh, let's go Pikachu, at least like the mechanics are approachable enough and there's not an, as much things to memorize as you would uh, in future generations of competitive battling. Yeah. You, you, you haven't probably dabbled in the ultra sun, ultra moon, 800 some Pokemon. Oh, geez. Balancing natures and moves and, <laughs> IVs and EVs and <laughs> item holding and then what's banned technically and what's not banned and Correct. double battles. Oh, geez. Z crystals, yeah. mega Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon's oh, yeah. not. It's a very simple game. <laughs> Just pick up and play. There's not a million <laughs> things to memorize. Totally. Yeah, like that one Pokemon that had one type, now it has two types. Or like now those two types, it changed just because it mega evolved. <laughs> This Pokemon's Super weak. simple game. Pokemon's normally weak to water, but its ability uh, absorbs water to heal it. Uh, you probably didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, like this uh, one Pokemon, it's holding a thing that if the battlefield suddenly becomes like filled with lightning, it'll drop it. And then it'll be like twice as fast. How does that make sense? Well, <laughs> uh, That's <but> awesome. <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely uh, tried to see... Or like a glimpse at the the competitive scene in Ultra Sun and Moon, and it's a uh, it's a little intimidating. It is, yeah, it is. It is a heck of a thing. Uh, <laughs> well, it's glad to see that you know Giant Bomb is doing a little Pokemon stuff now. I think like with the addition to Ben, I feel like that there is now you have this trifecta of like Ben and Jason and and Jeff all loving fighting games so like mm -hmm. you have more fighting game talking <laughs> so it's totally it's it's and then you have like Brad and and Ben both loving Dota so you get a little more Dota than you think you we the, the audience might have been used to like 2 years <laughs> ago and that's not like not a bad thing because they're talking about something they're passionate about but totally. it's, it's like cool to see somebody passionate about Pokemon like sneak into the staff and hopefully convert the newly converted <laughs> anime lovers to Pokemon. I remember uh, one of my first days, Jason was telling me like, hey, if there's something that you're really interested in, like just make that your thing. And then I at first thought like, oh, maybe I want to make Sonic my thing. Or, no, okay, Sonic, everyone still hates Sonic. Oh, yeah, Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Everyone loves Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that community's hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> but uh, Pokemon, I, I, you know, I think it's my thing at Giant Bomb. Yeah, it's awesome. You bring it up and, like, everyone seems genuinely interested because it's... Because, yeah, I think in the, just, in the back of everyone's head, like, everyone knows Pokemon. Yeah. 
But then, there or was... it, at least it comes off as a very simple game. That to see the complexity of something like battling is is entertaining. Cool. Well, I don't want to eat too much of your time, Jan. But I super appreciate you talking Pokemon with me. I appreciate you having me on, man. As a as a big giant bomb fan, uh, where can my listeners find you if they want more Pokemon stuff and or just other cool video game things? Uh, I'd recommend visiting giantbomb.com uh, for all things video games, uh, maybe the occasional sprinkling of various anime and whatever <laughs> other videos we feel compelled to make. And then, uh, yeah, maybe uh, hopefully soon a more regular Pokemon battling feature. And who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll convince someone in the office to uh, do a Nuzlocke run with me. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'll That's just awesome. trap them in a room. It's the ultimate Nuzlocke. You can't leave until one of us dies. <laughs> That's pretty much what Game of the Year is. So they're used to it. Yeah. So you just pitch it as Game of the Year, but in like the spring and there you go. <laughs> well, thank you, Jan. Uh, oh, my gosh. I didn't ask the most important question. Oh, yes. We almost ruined this entire interview. Jan, oh, what no. is your favorite Pokemon? Oh. Oh. This are, probably like, the hardest question of the interview. Are we talking... <laughs> You're right. I'm sweating now. Um, are we talking uh, all generations? Yeah, I think I think all. I mean, there's, you know, there's uh, 809 Pokemon, so it's <laughs> very easy to just pick one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I... I have a soft spot for two Pokemon specifically. Okay. Um, one being Lucario. I remember Lucario being one of the Pokemon that I'd seen for uh, Gen 4 Diamond and Pearl to kind of allure me to come back to the series. Uh, and then uh, Snorlax from the original one, 150 first gen. Yeah. Uh, just because so cuddly, you know? Haven't you ever thought about laying on a Snorlax and whether or not that's like sitting on the best beanbag in the world? I have, I have, and as of like three months ago, I now want to uh, have Snorlax just walk me through uh, every city. <laughs> I'm sure he'd get through doors just fine. On on his belly and everything. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jan. Uh, when we get back from our break, we will be doing our Pokemon of the week. Oh, and our question of the week. Question of the week, Pokemon of the week, so we will be right back who's your favorite pokemon who's your favorite pokemon who's your favorite pokemon swabby swabby who's your favorite pokemon who's your favorite pokemon who's your favorite pokemon rhino rhino pokemon 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 munchak Slicer. Pokemon. Slicer. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite Pokemon? And we are back from our break. Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you guys about the breaking news. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, you guys have probably heard me talk about my love of James Turner. Yeah. The Western game freak. The designer of Basculin. That's all you have to say. No, he did yep. not make Basculin. Are you sure? No, that yes. attitude. Yes. He he did make Gen 5 Pokemon, but Basculin was not one. 
Uh, James Turner has made Shadow Lugia, speaking of Gale of Darkness. Mm. Vanillite, Vanillish, Vanillux. All strong. They're usually the first Pokemon that people point to as Game Freak has lost creativity. Yeah, correct. Uh, which I, is, why, do they po- why don't they point at Voltorb? It's a circle. Uh, face. I think, uh, yeah, well, I mean, nostalgia. Uh, it's a visual pun is what it is. But, and puns are the worst, so point at Voltorb. But I'll, I, I always hate when people are like, Vanillite's the worst Pokemon ever, because it's like, the fact that they remember Vanillite speaks, I think, values. And to its design. It's good design. Because you remember it, right? Whether yeah. you're remembering it for a good or bad reason, you remember it, like... Who's out there being like, man, Gorbis is just like no one, <laughs> no one brings up Gorbis ever. It's because Gorbis is kind of bad. Like I like Gorbis, but I can like, there's a reason why people don't bring it up. Like no one's out there being like, oh man, Masquerain. It's because like they're they're not as like at least Vanillite, whether you hate it or love it, and I think most people are like one side of that. Like it's definitely extremely memorable. Which I think is like what you want, right? That's why like people are so passionate about Jolteon or Flareon or uh, uh, Umbreon, like because they have they're they have a favorite. Um, people like to yeah, no love... Vaporeon though. Nobody's passionate about Vaporeon. <laughs> James Turner also made Golet Golet is it Golet or Golet? I say Golet. Uh, Golurk, Vullaby. Is it supposed to be Lullaby? Yeah. Uh, Mandibuzz, Phantom, Trevenant, Brus, Broxish, Buzzwool, Guzzlord, Poiple, and the Gandadel. Poiple's a win. I tweeted at him the other day. And I was like, long shot of a question, but when you made Vanillite, Phantom, Poiple, etc., did you also decide how their shinies look? And he replied, which is... A lot, I think, because like you have somebody working at Game Freak who can speak English, who has made a handful of very memorable Pokemon. And he said, "When I started designing shinies with the Ultra, Be- I started designing shinies with the Ultra Beast. So I decided the bee-like shiny for the Poiple line." Oh, good job! That so one's he- real good too. Yeah, so it he- is. Did make the shinies for Buzzwell, Guzzlord, Poiple, and the Ganondorf, which are all great, but it sounds like when he made, like, the older, like, the way he worded it, it sounds like he didn't make the shinies for the other Pokemon, which is, like, interesting, because he said, I started designing shinies with Ultra Beasts. I wonder who designed the shinies, then. Yeah. Well, black and white is when they started handpicking colors, apparently. They started what picking colors? Hand picking, as like, opposed to letting like having a computer the game... pick them out of a box. No, because like weren't shinies like would just one hue up or down? Like wasn't that I how? I have no sh- idea. Were they? Oh, back in no. silver. I thought that's why no. there's so many green ones because it's just adjusting the hue. Nah. Mm. Mm, I have no idea. This is research question. Addict. Get on oh, the research. Yeah, we need to do a study of the history of shiny Pokemon. That's going to be my new graduate degree. All right. Okay. From Georgetown Shiny University. The shiny Georgetown University, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the question is now who was making shinies before that or who is deciding the colors? Well, that's what we have to research and find out. Question of the week here. Greg. Yes. Hold question on. Question of the week. It's time for the question of the week. Like very forties. Oh, sounded kind of like yeah, like pre World War Two. Wonderful know. life over there. Yeah, well, my voice is somewhere down in my chest right now, so you're not getting um, anything hot. You're not getting anything up and peppy. You're getting it's low time and for resonant. The question of the week. See, there you how go. Happy you could be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful life was, was the uh the twenties. It is more Great Depression than the forties. Oh, my, my but, mistake. All right. Uh this one is from Pat Matrick in our addict channel in Slack. People who pay extra money to ask us questions, I guess. It's not <laughs> let's not sugarcoat it here. That's a way to put it. If you had to a this is I think this is a good question. If you had to erase a Pokemon forever from the Pokedex and everyone's memory. Who would it be? We have 809 Pokemon. Are we up as... to 809 now? Yeah, because Meltan is really easy to remember because it's 808. Yeah. And uh, you just add plus one for Mel Metal. Mm. <sighs> forever, huh? One yeah. Pokemon forever. Well, I want to get rid of Meltan and Melmetal because um, I can't have them in Pokemon Bank, so my living dex is oh my distorted, gosh. and I want a world of perfection. Um, mm. I, I'm not a fan of Pineco. Ooh. But you know, it's like if you get rid of Pineco, you're getting rid of Fortress. I don't, I don't like Pineco or Fortress. They just do nothing for me. They never have. It's just a pine cone and then a you, shell. Yeah, like, interesting. Yeah. I would have thought you would have picked like Clink or something. Clink is wonderful. Yeah, I but mean, Greg not, doesn't I, like the robot Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, Clink, Clang, Clink, Clank felt like a lot. Like getting a lot, rid of a line of three felt like a lot. I mean, I would also get rid of them. <laughs> like I don't care for them either. <laughs> oh, I you mean, know what? Any, like, there's like most of the like Magnemite. I could also check into the wind but if i had to pick one that did like the least amount of impact i would go with pineco i don't think like like there's clink clink clang they have interesting moves and an interesting type i just don't think pineco has an interesting type and it doesn't turn into something all that interesting like um scyther and sizer do it better scissor true scissor so i think but you know, you always want to go for the the first um, evolution or whatever, so that it destroys the future evolutions. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's true. Like, I I feel like you could sit here and make an argument of getting rid of Jinx but keeping Smoochum. No, but I'm saying like, but if you want to destroy the entire line, then you've got to get rid of the Smoochum to make sure that the Jinx goes as well. But Jinx <laughs> was there long before Smoochum it's true. arrived. Oh, it's true. true. <sighs> so my problem is, I really think Bronzong needs to go. <laughs> what? Oh, and yeah, Bronzor right. is also pretty. Blech. Really? Brongzong? It's just a stupid 
bell. Look, 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 look. I, I can, I can be at the top level of bringing a Pokemon down to the, the most, like, I can, I can, I can trivialize any Pokemon. And I'm pretty sure Bronzor is just a hubcap that fell yeah. off the car. I, it so is. I could be like, oh man, Hippopotas is just a hippo. Hip, hip, hippopotamus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hippopotamus. Snover is just an evergreen tree. Chingling is just a bell. Like, I can, br- I can, I can. Trubbish is just a bag of garbage. Yeah. And so is Garboder. I can break down any Pokemon, but I feel like there's a lot of ah, Bronzong is here's, pretty here's okay. The big difference. Bronzong from, is pretty mm, sweet. He, here's the big difference from Bronzong and all of those other ones: Trubbish, Chingling. Bronzong does not have a face. What? It does not have a cute, smiley. You look at it and you're like, "Oh, you're just a derpy little friend." No. Like, yes, there is a face there if you stare at it long enough to try to figure out which parts are the face. Mm. No. No. Mm. And, you know, uh, Metagross just does it better. Yeah, Metagross does do it better. I mean, you're not (laughs) wrong. Sorry. Bronzor has got to go. Take Bronzong with it. All right, Steve. Can't say Basculin. Because your cats will be very mad at you. Yeah, they would. They pretty much... They pretty much love Basculin. I'm lo- look. I'm looking here. I'm looking at all these Pokemon, and I'm like, man, I like a whole lot of Pokemon. I'll tell you that. I think maybe. Okay, this is. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat for this question. No cheating. Okay, let's talk about Gen Five. We have two Pokemon that in Gen Five that people always point to: Vanillite and Trubbish. It's just an ice cream cone. But and it's just a bag of garbage. And cute, and they've got just cute a bag of garbage. So you just want to give them squeezy hugs. And I get why Gen 5 does this, right? Like, you gotta be in Game Freak's shoes of, we have new people to bring into these games. We gotta teach them how it works. But can we talk about and eliminate Pansage, Panseer, and Panpour? They're... I get why they exist. Okay, you would pick them over Raticate and Rattata? Yeah. Why, why, oh, why, yeah. Why, why, why uh, do they exist? Yeah. Why do they exist? They exist to teach you about the elements. Now, they are the American version of the evolutions. Yes. What are you talking about? American version of the evolutions? The gym leaders specifically pick the one type that you also pick, which is like the different type than what the rival picks. Like, uh, but all the Pokemon in Unova are analogs of the Pokemon in Kanto. So you had to have something that was like evolutions that had like it's kind of like one Pokemon with three different types. No, that's what they should have done is they should have had a normal <laughs> monkey and then it should have evolved into either a grass monkey, a fire monkey, or water monkey. Instead, they waste six entries. Look, I'm not sure it's a monkey. It may be a macaque. They're cute. They're cute, though. They're cute. Oh, I mean, Panpour is the cutest. Yeah, I Wait mean. Wait a minute. I but that's Okay, but that's the, that. that's the thing. It's like, no one, like, point me to a person where they're like, 
semi-serious <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing <laughs> no one says that that okay. is no one's favorite Pokemon semi-serious is my favorite Pokemon I, 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 I am <laughs> I am constantly I am constantly surprised at people's favorite Pokemons I know a person whose favorite Pokemon is Spinda and it blew my mind Spinda's sweet so I, I can get behind that sign me up Spinda's awesome there Why? is some what? kid out there who's crying because you hate the elemental monkeys. Of course, I just trashed Pineco. It's just a stupid bug Pineco. It's not even bug grass. I know. I For know. crying out loud. And also, like, if you look at a pine cone, where's the bug in that? There's no bug in a pine cone. I, I mean, I will support getting rid of one. You have to pick one grass, fire, or water monkey. Pick one. One. So they like they work together. You just can't eliminate one matter. of them. Yeah, you can. Well, Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers the other one. They're like, oh, that's weird that they only made two, huh? Okay, <laughs> maybe a, they had too many uh, grass types. <laughs> I think they have too many water types. I yeah, think is the he's problem. Gonna, he's going to get rid of uh, Panpour, and then it, it's going to be like we're going back through time and playing the game. And it's like I've got a fire monkey, I've got a grass monkey, I've got a basculin fish. Yeah. <laughs> So, which of the three monkeys are you getting rid of? You can only get rid of one. I'm. I've, I. I gotta change my answer then. They all. Nah. They all have to go or none go. All right. Yes. Agreed. Then none go. So pick one line. <sighs> one line. Mm, man, there's some good Pokemon though. There are a lot of good Pokemon. The, there's, there's some, some pretty bad terrible ones too. Pokemon too. Honestly, like Rampardos and Cranium, Cranidos, like the most forgettable of the uh, fossil Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, you're going to keep Binnacle? Oh, heck really? yeah. Heck yeah, Jazz I mean, it's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Binnacle's fine. Also, like, I don't like. Man, can we talk about how sweet Miss Magius is? Yeah, Miss Magius is brilliant. Hey, hey, we're not talking about good Pokemon. Oh, we're my talking bad. about my bad. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, right, right. I got one. I got one. Okay, Camerupt. No, 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 no. Camerupt's legit. It's a fire camel. Get out of here. What about what about that Pikachu? Nobody likes that. What about that Zubat? Pikachu. I got a, I got a good one. No, Zubat, Zubat's fine. Goldine, come on, you were just complaining Ooh, about it. Ooh, that's a good one. I was actually going to do another fish. All right. And it can't be Basculin. No, it's not Basculin. Finneon is pretty garbage. And yeah, it's pretty I'll boring. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. It's boring. <laughs> Finneon and L- Luminion. Luminion. Like, Luminion, yeah. They're not, they're not great. Although, like, when you, when you pair them up against Goldeen Seeking, I think I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. Maybe we just actually get rid of Goldine. Let's get rid of Goldine to Sea King. What about Shellos and Shiny Shellos? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, another Shiny Shellos. Another uh, Shiny Shellos. Nah, Gastrodon and Shellos are cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah, they I'm, are. I'm, I'm good with getting either Goldine or Finneon. Yeah, I mean, I now that I'm thinking, yeah, I, I think I'd lean Goldine, honestly. All right, Goldine's out, Pineco's out, and Bronze or Bronzong are out. Whew. 
Man, I'm unhappy that Bronze or Bronzong are out. What do you love about those Crumbum Pokemon? Crumbum! What, what is it that you love about oh, them Crumbum. so much? That's a good one. They are Crumbum Pokemon for <laughs> the, sure. The Bronze Bell Pokemon? Bronzong? <laughs> do you love bells? Do you have any bells in your house? No, no. I'm I'm not a... Not that attitude. I ain't got knickknacks on a shelf over here. What do you... Bronzong... Oh my goodness! What other is there? Any other? Sti- oh, I guess there's Mag- uh, Meta- Metagross. Yeah, Metagross does it all better, and there's three of them. Did yep. you know in Poke Park Two Wonders Beyond the Pokepad describes Brogzong as male, despite Brogzong being genderless? Did you know that? Yeah, did I? Niantic did I know must have that- made Poke Park Two, is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I. I don't know. I kind of like Bronzong a lot. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I don't know why. It I don't is know. Literally, an incredibly forgettable Pokemon. Uh, I don't know. I would. <laughs> No Bronzong has ever done anything for anyone except get in their way when they were trying to get someplace else. How are we feeling about Claydol? Claydol is a beautiful child of peace and serenity. You do not even look in its direction, sir. (laughs) Okay. Lunatone or Soul Rock? Oh, no, they're sweet. They are special. Lunatone and Soul Rock are sweet. All right, so Goldine, Bronzong, (laughs) and Pineco. Check. You you wouldn't have Pokemon Sun and Moon without Lunatone and Soul Rock. We should we should really have like a full episode where we <laughs> decide just what like, Pokemon get no. eliminated. This is Greg. Are you ready? When Steve's yes. uh, over in Asia, yep. we are going to read every Pokemon for filth. Every oh. single Pokemon two episodes. Everybody special. get your glasses ready because we're going to be spilling some tea. We're going to spill the tea and read to filth. <laughs> The library is open and the hot tea is ready. Bulbasaur girl. Girl. You are Where'd you hot get that garbage. bulb? You get that bulb at the dollar store? It's not even silk. That's polyester. Jeez. Oh my goodness. We gotta end oh, this show. The best two episodes coming up. Will give us our Pokemon of the I think it's I think you guys are scheduled for three. Give us our Pokemon of the week. Well, tell me what the Pokemon of the week from last week was. Look, I, I know it. I know it. I know it. I have so much rage in the fact that my rival Bron- character Bronzong has been l- destroyed from the universe. <laughs> I can't rem- I can't even remember yesterday. Greg probably knows. It's Lycanroc. Correct. It is Lycanroc. And the thing that messed me up is I didn't know if you wanted the form, but then I realized that you were talking about all the forms. Yes. Because yep. it's one Pokemon with yep. three different forms. Each form has its own ability and its own hidden ability that's different from every other one. So that's why yep. it has six potential abilities, which is really cool. It's uh, very cool. Lycanroc in its pre-evolution are the only rock-type Pokemon that cannot learn Sandstorm. Oh. Lycanroc may be based on a Japanese wolf or a Hokkaido wolf. Hokkaido. I thought, did I not say that? No, you said Hokkaido. Oh, my bad. Its rock type seems to be a reference between the to the link between wolves. 
Uh, and mountains in Japan. Lycanroc's midday and dusk form appear to be based on a wolf, or its midnight form appears to be based on a werewolf. The dual- duality between midday and midnight may be a reference to Okari Inu, a mountain wolf creature that could take either protective apor- approach, similar to midday form behavior, or an aggressive one, much like midnight form. <sighs> All right. This week's Pokemon of the Week is... Man. All right. We've gone back to easy level. Oh, okay. Simi Sage. <laughs> Bronzong. It's Bronzong. Uh, you already guessed. I don't even need to read anything. Dag. I just wanted to give it one last chance before I removed it from the university universe in all universe. eternity. The universe of Georgetown. The shiny universe of Georgetown. Here we go. Here we go. In West African tradition, particularly with the Asante people concentrated in mo- the modern country of Ghana, there is a folktale figure known as Anansi. This figure can take the form of a spider and is considered to be the keeper and distributor of knowledge and stories. For peoples that relied primarily on oral traditions for passing on their history, the maintenance of tales was an important part of their culture. Anansi was not only known for taking on the form of a spider, a spider with human characteristics, but also for being a master trickster, finding loopholes to accomplish his goals. The traditions of Anansi were kept popular when West African peoples were brought to the Americas as slaves. Anansi represented the slaves' ability to outsmart their captors to overcome their oppression. You can find Anansi represented in some of the syncretic religions of the African diaspora. This week's Pokemon is a trickster, partially because spiders are not insects, but also because poison is a trickster's weapon. Poison lacks the immediacy of harm that can be accomplished with cutting or bludgeoning weapons. Instead, the poisoner can be long departed from the scene of the crime when the victim finally succumbs. Interestingly enough, this Pokemon's Pokedex entry also gives a clue to its trickster nature. It will attach silk to its prey and release the prey. It then follows the silk trail so that it knows not only where its original victim is, but also where its friends and family have gathered. In an increasingly rare circumstance in the Pokemon world, this week's Pokemon and its pre-evolution are the only Pokemon that can learn a move that is absolutely unique to them. While this Pokemon has been around since Gold, Silver, Crystal, it did not have this move available until the Sun and Moon games. Finally, this week's Pokemon can potentially have the ability Insomnia. While it should be simple to describe this ability, the Bulbapedia page for, its ex- for it <laughs> has extensive descriptions for every possible permutation that could occur in every possible Pokemon game. If you go to the Insomnia page to see which Pokemon can have this ability, you are only cheating yourself. That's it for Pokemon of the Week. I have no clue, but okay. It's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, we won't say it until next time. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, that's our show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If this was your first time listening because you have found your way over here because of Jan, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow uh, or stay up to date on the show 
by following it on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, you can follow Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink, Greg on Twitter at White Wing, me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. And if you haven't done so, you want to support the show for zero dollars. If you can leave us a review in iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. It costs you no money. It just costs you, like, well, depending on if you have to install iTunes or not. Uh, it got only a couple seconds of your time. <laughs> if you have to install it, I'm very sorry. Uh, but I think most people do it on iOS or on their phone or whatever. Um, so that's our show. We'll be back next week with another show. And the week after with another show. And uh, I don't think it. I don't think it ends. I think it just keeps going, honestly, for all eternity. For all eternity, and then my, and then Will and Greg will take over the show when I am in Japan. So <laughs> uh, make Let's that just as... rebrand it. It's super reading for filth. Yeah, <laughs> no, super no. tea. No, <laughs> it's super spilling the tea. <laughs> We'll see you all next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super bronzong forever. Bronson for never. No, no, it does not. It has been erased from the universe. It never existed. It has been erased from your memory. A big shout out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Robert, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Catherine, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting. It's super effective. If you would also like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier, isc.cash. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.